A Missouri woman was sentenced to eight years in federal prison for embezzling nearly $5.3 million from her employer. The investigation revealed she forged checks to travel, buy cars, furnish her house, and give money to relatives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Bad Bookkeeper podcast featuring Craig Feltner, attorney, CPA, and owner of Supporting Strategies of Greater Cincinnati, one of the largest and leading outsourced bookkeeping companies in the nation. I'm your host, Steve King, founder and president of People at Your Service. I'm honored to have Craig and his team as one of the great members of our collaborative of professional services companies. And together, this collaborative group serves and supports growing businesses of Greater Cincinnati and beyond. Craig, as an attorney, CPA, longtime CFO, now the owner of Supporting Strategies, you have been vigilant about sharing with me countless examples of uh, the dangers that exist for business owners, small business owners like, like me when bad bookkeeping, often illegal bookkeeping happens. I know you've got three important examples to share today in uh, what we're calling the March uh, St. Patty's edition of the uh, Bad Bookkeeper podcast. And I feel like it's fitting. Spring is hopefully uh, upon us. It's a time to build, a time to grow. And I know uh, today you've got architectural firms, I think, to, to tell us about. Yeah, we've devoted uh, recent episodes on nonprofits. We've also focused on uh, local Cincinnati uh, cases of bookkeeper embezzlement. We've also uh, done an episode on, on uh, schools. And so this month, uh, I just picked a, uh, a particular industry, and it's going to be architectural firms, uh, to, to show that this hmm. uh, bookkeeper embezzlement is not uh, necessarily industry-specific, but it happens, you know, maybe it feels more real to see Okay, this is that widespread that you can find three recent cases of bookkeeping embezzlement just within architectural firms. So I thought it'd be interesting. You know, even as we move forward, we'll highlight uh, certain industries, um, certain professions mm. in which this bookkeeping embezzlement happens. And um, so today, this this month, it's going to be uh, architectural firms. Yeah. Well, I know, and, and I think it's a great point. And I know that you specifically supporting strategy serves and supports architectural firms, engineering firms. You, you've got these guys as your clients. So it hits home, right? Because these are the kinds of companies that you serve and support. We serve people at your service serves and supports them as well. So to your point, when you find three recent, you know, kind of things without, as you've said, without looking too hard to find these, yeah, it does kind of hit home, unfortunately. So yeah, all it takes is is uh, Google uh, bookkeeper embezzlement architectural firm, and voila, here Boom. we go. Yeah. All right. Well, give us the dirt and uh, tell us how we can protect ourselves. All right. So we've got three cases, and we're going to lead off with Christelle Schmidt from uh, New Orleans. Uh, Christelle, uh, age uh, sixty-five. She was the uh, bookkeeper for a local architectural firm in New Orleans. They do not name the architectural firm. But Christelle Schmidt uh, pled guilty to stealing more than $550,000. Mm, uh, she was the bookkeeper there from 2002 to 2017. So 15 years of employment as the bookkeeper. Uh, you know, naturally during that period of time, you're going to 
begin to build that that trust we've talked about and mm. and probably this firm this architectural firm thought no way would christelle schmidt do this mm. but she did and and christelle's uh method was uh she had a company credit card issued to her and she was uh over that uh, 15 year period was uh using that for her own personal use mm. they wow. didn't have the uh the internal controls to monitor what she was spending the money on and so when they would go to pay the monthly bill uh, they were paying for a lot of uh, christelle's personal expenses Hmm. it's so quick math in my head you're going to be better at this than me so that's 35 40 thousand bucks a year i guess over the course of 15 years right so at a a monthly clip that's you know maybe three thousand bucks a month right so and i suppose if it's a corporate credit card that has tens of thousands of dollars on it in any given month it, it, it gets it gets a little lost right i mean but now over 15 years $550,000 doesn't get lost but uh yeah hmm. so she was sentenced to uh 33 months in prison as a result of stealing more than $550,000 wow well that's architectural firm number one okay Christelle schmidt there you go from new orleans okay our yeah. second case this month is Diane Clark in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, Diane was the office manager and bookkeeper at Alpha Associates. Okay. Uh, and Diane was responsible uh, for, amongst other things, with managing the payroll uh, between 2014 and 2018. Hmm. And so this case just kind of uh, feels a little bit different to me. And um, uh, so over that four-year period... Uh, Diane was withholding uh, federal taxes, uh, Medicare and federal withholding, uh, Social Security from, uh, from the employees, and, and, and she was not remitting that to the IRS. Mm. So they weren't using a payroll service. They were just doing the payroll internally. Uh, and so Diane Clark was withholding, as, as, as she should have, but for some reason was not sending that into the IRS. Mm. It totaled nearly $2 million. Oh my gosh. 1,986,410. Wow. Uh, over that, over that four year period. But nowhere in this case does it, she does it uh, show that she uh, got any uh, self. Um, she didn't get the money. Mm. Uh, she just kept it within the business. Okay. So I don't know if this was just, uh, professional negligence or who cares um, or I'm gonna help the company by not uh, by not sending this nearly two million dollars Wow and typically in these cases it's going to be the owner of the um, uh, of the business that's going to be held uh, personally liable right for those taxes but Diane Clark was just an employee so maybe there's more to this case uh, that I'm not seeing here. Mm. But she was held uh, 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 personally responsible for this and is uh, facing a, ma- a maximum sentence of five years in prison. So it's and, and she pled guilty to this. So she's not uh, she's admitting that she did this. Wow. Uh, nearly two million dollars. I don't know if this was maybe spite. I, I, I don't know. But she <laughs> Anti-government. There wasn't uh, any self-enrichment. Giving it to the man. Showing from, from this nearly two million dollars. Huh. Uh, so I'd say that's an unusual case. But, yeah. Um, 
my point here is, so this wasn't necessarily uh, embezzling, uh, unless maybe she did benefit from this uh, somewhere. Um, but uh, use a payroll service, yeah, right, and have somebody, uh, you know, when they're responsible for this, make make sure that somebody else is uh, is remitting those taxes. Yeah, uh, you know, when it's done internally, you know, Diane Clark may may maybe she was just not qualified for this and didn't know how to do it, and it just didn't happen. So, who, who knows? So, so I would think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your area of expertise, not mine, but I would think that a, you know, again, either CPA firm, certainly a bookkeeping service like yours, somebody would be asking about, hey, there's there's money, we, we think, hey, there's money sitting here that is, you know, not been remitted to yeah, so the, the... So, so the... Uh, the journal entry, right, is when you uh, issue the payroll, it's a credit to cash, debit to expense. Right. You, got, you got the payroll tax liability right. sitting there as a credit until until it's remitted. So that, that number had to have been, if they, if they recorded it properly, uh, on the balance sheet, there had to have been a huge payroll tax liability number right. um, accumulating there. Yeah. Uh, until it was until it was paid, which it never was. Wow. So, uh, a simple review of the balance sheet would have shown that mm. that this two million dollars is sitting there, unless there's more to the story that sure. Diane Clark yeah, was yeah. maybe uh, uh, taking that money herself. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't indicate, indicate that, that anywhere yeah. in this gotcha. in this case. But all right, uh, that that was uh, an odd one to me. Yeah. Well, what's number three? Number three, we have Jane Barnes, 54 years old, from Kansas City. And so this is a pretty big number here. Uh, Jane was the, uh, the bookkeeper for ACI Bol- Boland Architects, a prominent architectural company in Kansas City. Uh, she began working there in 1998 as the office manager of, uh, in the, until her resignation in March of 2016. Okay. Uh, and Jane embezzled five million two hundred ninety-three thousand three hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big that's number. A big that's a huge uh, number. Uh, so Jane did this through payroll. Wow. Uh, so initially, she was paying herself an inflated salary. That nobody at uh, ACI Bolin uh, noticed, so that totaled one million six hundred twenty-two thousand seventy-eight dollars uh, from two thousand six until two thousand eleven. So they've separated this into two different schemes. So the first one was to pay yourself an inflated salary. The second one was to issue just unauthorized checks, payroll checks to herself, uh, which she did not include on her W two forms. So federal taxes were not coming out. Uh, so this was all tax-free money to her. So she issued 359 un- unauthorized checks to herself directly from ACI Boland's payroll account. Wow. Uh, she signed the checks with the forged, forged signatures of one of the principals of ACI Boland and deposited them into her personal bank accounts. Uh, so that totaled $3,671,222, wow. which was from 2010 until... Her resignation in March of 2016. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll give you some totals here on 
uh, on what she spent this money on. $1,969,000 in various credit card payments, $770,000 in transfers to relatives, 425000 in entertainment, retail, and travel, 424000 in vehicle expenses, including car loan payments, 302000 in cash and cash equivalents, 253000 in home expenses, excluding mortgage payments, 124000 in taxes, at least she was paying her taxes, I guess. <laughs> 119000 in insurance and medical expenses. And $107,000 in restaurant uh, and food expenses. Craig, I, I've got to, I mean, look, I've got to applaud the, what appears to be QuickBooks accounting, uh, the meticulousness with which that somebody kept the books on what she was doing with her embezzled money. Oh, here. I, I, I think that probably came from the- Impressive. Uh, I think that probably came <laughs> from the feds and their forensic accounting. <laughs> That's incredible, uh, though. I mean, so you're, what is this? This is three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, I mean, this is a this is a big number, right? Uh, over eighteen years a, here, it's so a, it's a huge number. Wow. So under the terms of her plea agreement, I don't know what her sentence was, but uh, she agreed to forfeit to the government five million two hundred ninety-three thousand, which I'm not sure how she's doing that exactly, but that includes a 2014 Ford F one fifty Crew Cab Raptor a 2014 Ford Explorer Utility, and a 2013 Lincoln MKS, all of which was derived from her uh, proceeds from her fraud. I think she had a couple of um, uh, real estate properties that she also uh, that she also turned over. Wow. So I, I don't know what her uh, uh, sentence ended up being, but I'm sure that there was... How, does it, uh, does it talk... How did she get caught? Did it, did it give any that, indication of how she got caught? Does not say. That, okay. I, I would say the mere, you, you know, $5 million, uh, eventually you're going to get caught. Well, but, you know, I mean, uh, but again, it's like, we've talked about this, I know, on previous episodes. So, so she did this for 18 years. I mean, if she would have stopped at year 15, I'm making this up, right? But, like, you just wonder... Like, so she gets caught, but how many people do it for, you know, some years and then they stop and then they move on and they don't get caught. And, and so how much of this either, again, is not caught or just unreported, right? You've talked before about how sometimes owners and businesses are embarrassed or there's any one of a number of reasons why it doesn't get reported. And, and so I, I guess my point with this is as prevalent as this is and as easy as it is to find these articles for every article or for every case it's public there's whatever five that aren't or to, i don't at know least, whatever some number at yeah. least yeah for every indictment there there's got to be uh tens if not hundreds mm. of these that yeah. that either go un undetected or uh just get swept underneath the rug yeah. and and the uh uh the business may terminate the employee but we never know anything more about it so, uh, so this is all public records. So, so just uh, you know, again, you've been great. I think at, at our at our previous episodes of of kind of each of these giving a tidbit or two of okay, so what can what can the businesses do uh, in hindsight twenty twenty? What should they have done to protect themselves? So let's if we declare Jane the likely winner, for example, in this one, what could or should have happened? to not allow $5.293 million to have been, you know, absconded here. This was all through payroll. So somebody has to review uh, the payroll when it's 
uh, remitted, whether it's weekly, biweekly, monthly, that by just allowing Jane Barnes to increase her pay without anybody noticing that, that that's that's on the that's on the business. Mm. That that they should have noticed that Jane, who was maybe supposed to make a thousand dollars, was paying herself five thousand dollars. That's not hard to it's not hard to find that stuff out. Mm. Uh, so when she was inflating her pay, and then when she was issuing unauthorized paychecks, uh, that stuff all has to show mm. somewhere on the P and L uh, to see. Wow, why is our payroll expense up? Uh, uh, why is Jane making more than what we think that Jane should make? Mm. Um, and then to the uh, to Diane Clark in Morgantown, if she wasn't remitting the taxes for a four year period, um, I'm certain that I the IRS was sending notices right. to the office. Right. So to have some type of control with Who's opening up the mail, and 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 getting these notices? Yeah. Uh, and, and then review the balance sheet. Uh, you know, to have two million dollars in unpaid federal taxes. Uh, you know, unless she had some funny business uh, on the balance sheet, that number should be on there. Yeah. You know, yeah. see why in the world do we owe the IRS two million dollars? So I'm going to ask one last question, and we can kind of wind it down, but. Um, I know that sometimes you feel like this is not hard. It's not rocket science. It's uh, it's on the business, and I appreciate that. Um, but but what would your like? This is not my gift. I mean, you and I have talked about this. I'm so glad and grateful that uh, your company is doing this for my company because I I hate this stuff. If I'm just honest, like. I don't want to deal with it. I hate it. I'd much rather talk about sales and growth and serving clients and all those kinds of things. So, so leave us with a tip. I mean, what's, what would you say to the business owner of an architectural firm that you would be serving and supporting, for example, to avoid this? Do not let one person have, have uh, unsupervised control over any financial function within within your business okay nowhere in these cases or any of the cases that we've discussed yeah. does it say jane barnes colluded with somebody yeah right it's always one individual yeah who has control who then takes who, who abuses that control and so you need to have those checks and balances to have somebody supervising their work yeah whether it, you know it can be two people it can be you know outsourcing to a a business like supporting strategies that always has two people assigned to every account. Right. Um, uh, that that they don't have. Uh, you know, oftentimes we see forged signatures, right? So uh, stay away from the opportunity to even forge a signature. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so stay away from paper checks. But but really, you know, each of these cases, it's always one individual. There don't, you have don't, it. Don't give that one individual. Uh, un, un, unfettered control on, on the finances. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the, uh, I'll call our St. Patty's edition in the books, our March Madness edition, right? So the next time we talk, we'll probably be on the other side of March Madness. You have a, you got a pick? You got a, you got somebody that you're pulling for? Oh, I don't know. Uh, 
I watched a crazy ending to a uh, a game last night between and and this is this is bad that I was watching <laughs> Wagner versus Bryant. In which, yes, in powerhouse. Which, in which a fight broke out um, uh, from the uh, the Bryant fans were. Oh wow! Uh, the Wagner play, players then got into a. a uh, situation yeah. and, and it got pretty ugly and they had to spend play for 30 minutes but I don't know if that was crazier or the fact that the Wagner coach wears a jersey wow a basketball jersey I like that yeah I've not seen he's, that before he is uh, so in I, sync with his team and his yeah, players so, man put me in coach you know so, so I thought that was wow uh, so uh, Bryant's gonna advance I think Bryant will probably be out early so I'm not picking them but that was uh, that's that's part of Kentucky or Kentucky guy. Do you? I mean, you pull him for Kentucky or? I don't know. I'm no. kind of uh, kind of indifferent. I want Coach K. I'll pull for Coach K. I'm not normally a Coach K Duke fan, but man, I, I I'm a sucker for a just a storybook ending. I'd I'd love to see that. So I don't know. He's already won five. Let's well, you know, let's let's, let's, let's somebody else share. In there the, you go. All in, right. In the glory. But hey, our our bad bookkeeper of the month uh, for March Madness. Is Jane Barnes? Yeah, I mean, geez, I, I look. You got to go with the favorite. I mean, five point two nine three million. Uh, hard to beat. Yeah, that's 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 a number one seed. <laughs> in, uh, for sure. For March Madness. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you as always. On to, great on to see to you. April. On to April. Thanks, Amen. Steve. See ya. See ya. Bye.